power, power stretch. <laughs> levels, levels. Levels, levels. Because my leg cramped this morning at like 6 a.m. And I got this huge Charlie horse this morning. And my leg still hurts. So it's important to stretch before you podcast. Just put that out there, folks. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought... I thought, I thought we had a completely different cold open. Then I realized, <laughs> nope, there's something else. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. There's something wrong with my phone. Did you, you sure you don't want to save this for tech corner? No, 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 no. I'll just, I'll just be a second. It's, it's that stupid Twitter icon. Wait, the, sorry, the what? Twitter. I refuse to call it by that other stupid name. So it's Twitter. Okay, I get yeah, I, I'm with you there. What's going on? Well, I mean, at first I thought my my screen was uh, my screen was smudged. Oh, you mean the app icon that's kind of messy? Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I've realized it's intentional. It's it's like there's a scratch, and it's just like it's like driving me crazy. Okay, so I solved this. Do you know how I solved this? Uh, no. How did you solve this? I set up a shortcut on my phone, which you can do, use the shortcuts icon, the shortcut software. And so you can program your phone to launch a different app. And then when you do that, you can give whatever button on your home screen a different icon. So I just went and I grabbed the old Twitter logo and I put it as an icon on my home screen. So when I touch the old Twitter logo, which says Twitter underneath it, it then launches the app formerly known as, as Twitter. Boom. Problem solved. Oh, you know, okay. Okay. All right. You know what? That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me fix this real quick. I don't, I don't want, I mean, I can't use the Twitter icon because I mean, that's gone. I mean, it's Elon. I need an icon. Hold on, looking through, looking through. Look, I need an icon to remind me that this is Elon. Oh, there we go. There's a picture of an ass. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? I'm pretty good. How are you? I, I'm pretty good. Uh, quick quandary here from the cold open. I feel like I need to say that when I said, oh, there's a picture of an ass, it's a, it's a picture of a donkey because otherwise, if it was a picture of the other kind of ass, it wouldn't have fixed my problem because there would still be a crack in it. <laughs> Are you saying your iPhone screen is cracked? <laughs> Just. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. Oh. Yeah, but get that out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't want to go there, but if I didn't, if I if I tried to hold that in for too long, that was just it was going to be a problem. So I just had to throw it out there. I could see where you were going, but I thought you were going to go with a poop emoji. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. That's that's almost that's almost too nice for him. Because then it looks like there's a building in Edinburgh, Scotland that is built in his honor. <laughs> yes. That's... Can't have that. No, can't have that. Feedback, follow up and updates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amy, listen to last week's show. Yep. You're name dropping. I will fall's names. What's this like for four people? Well, and, and not to sort of, not to correct Amy. I mean, she was named... He, you were name dropping, but on two of the four, you name dropped people, but not them. You were referring to their parents. That's true. So, so you weren't even name dropping them. At one point, we were we were talking about uh, 
from, you know, Sarah made a comment about, you know, the podcaster's e-bike salesman. You're yes. like uh, my former classmate's mother. I saw in I Will Fall. I saw in could, a, yes. Could be a book. <laughs> my high school classmate's father. That's what we had. Yep. That's, there it was. Yep. Thank you. Uh, how about you? From Lisa getting caught up on some stuff in episode 179, we talked about how they had to uh, shove the bike into the hold on the CRJ 900 and how they were, uh, I don't know, better call Larry, you know, you popped it in and, right. and Lisa just looks at me and goes, she goes, I'm just I'm so disappointed in you. That's not how they got put, you know, that's not how they got the bike in the CRJ hold. You know how they got it in the hold? Pivot! <laughs> Pivot! <laughs> Pivot. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. Yep. <clears throat> Good work, Lisa. The band had that joke. We, Where were you well, in rehearsals? Uh, we, we didn't. We didn't have the joke. Yeah. Danny toddler four hundred one k. Yeah, it's the dirtiest show you've ever done. Last week? Uh, oh, last week, apparently. It was the dirtiest show we've ever done. Okay. I don't I don't know if that means that we need to do better or quote unquote do worse. Like <laughs> But the cold open was the funniest cold open he's heard us do in the time that he's been listening. Really enjoyed that. <laughs> and for the record, no, I cannot buy stock with a thumbs up. So uh, that's clarified. Mm. How about if you send him a dollar sign? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And a car. A dollar <laughs> sign in a car means buy Uber stock. Mm. Yeah. Or does it mean sell Uber stock? Could be. Eh. You know, Could he'll figure s- it out. He'll, he'll figure, figure it out. He'll <laughs> figure it out. Or, or, or sell Tesla stock. To buy Uber stock. To buy, yes. Yeah, see? Car, dollar sign, car. Equals. It's very clear. <laughs> How could you I not know you, what I was talking about? I, sent I, think you my we order. May have, I think we may have stumbled upon the reason why this isn't a, except yeah. in Saskatchewan, where it's perfectly yeah. reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Uh, any other, any other uh, feedback? Nope. That's it. Okay. We've got, we've got several things under follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you remember when we talked about crossing the Wilford Brimley line when he was in cocoon? Yes. Yeah. Though, I believe I sat on that for six months. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Until I was finally older than Wilford Brimley when he uh, starred in cocoon. Yes. For the record, mm-hmm. in a similar vein, Will Wheaton is older now at 51 than Patrick Stewart was when The Next Generation premiered. Stewart was 47. We are both older than both of them. <laughs> what? We're not older than both. We're older than they were at those points in their career. Yeah. And for Will Wheaton, that's still now. What? Yeah. D- yes. But I was, I, I was trying to, but, I was trying to take the edge off, but okay. <laughs> but yes, we're, we're, we're now, f- we're now five years older than Patrick Stewart was when he was the old grizzled, you know, wizened captain on next generation. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think I can pull that off. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. That, can you try it like this? <laughs> Can you try it with less hair? How about that? <laughs> Do a visual joke. I'm an audio medium. Yeah. Try it with less hair. Okay. Let's see. Oh, and last week you complained about sports writers being in mid-season form. Yes. Tonight before the show, I watched a little bit of the... Pittsburgh Steelers preseason game. 
Did you lose a bet? Uh, <laughs> it's what was, was on. It's yeah, what it was, was on. <laughs> it was just playing in the background, and so I'm listening, and I hear. Well, and you can see right there where he high pointed the ball as he caught yeah. it just barely over a player as he falls out of bounds on a bomb that was at least 25 feet in the air before coming down much lower at the point where he high announcers also already in midseason form. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> when it, when it, I'd file a complaint with somebody, but where would that go? Where would I, that go? Right. We're already at the high point of the season, I guess. Good point. Yes. We high pointed yep. it. We did. Yes, we, yes, we did. How about you? Speaking of the cold open last week, we talked about the robo taxis in San Francisco and how they were approved around 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The day after we recorded the cruise robo taxis were involved in two separate accidents, including one hitting a fire truck or an ambulance. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. And, and according to the company, Oh no, no, the car saw that it was a, th- there was an emergency vehicle going through. Okay. I'm not sure that helps you like, <laughs> well, <laughs> so uh, San Francisco then asked, both the companies and the public utilities commission, whoever oversees them. Hey, can you cut by 50% the number of taxis you're using in our, so within 24 hours of getting approved to do, to do 24 seven operations because of how safe they are, they had two accidents. (laughs) And so they're now having 50% less, not because that'll make it safer. It just lowers how many accidents they can have. So now they should get one per 24 hours. So, yeah, things are going well in San Francisco. Uh, also, under, uh, I guess this would be f- uh, feedback-related follow-up from Danny, top yes. of 401k, when we were because we were talking about robocar sex. His first thought. I, f- I feel like there's a comma needs to be in there somewhere. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Right? Because the cars that I've seen are so tiny. How does that work? Because <laughs> the... Well, now we know we know what, what, what content Danny likes. Okay. Yep. That's... That's how... That's how... Never, never mind. Ne- never mind. <laughs> never mind. Nope. Yep. Nope. There's a tailpipe joke there, but I'm not going to make it. Okay, so uh, what's next? Uh, Let's see. A couple other pieces of feedback. We have talked about the uh, Chelsea Chelsea Football Club strip that used to have the three on it. It now has nothing on it. They played their first home match two weeks ago and had had their their jersey with no with no logo on it. They then played last week on the road wearing their home jerseys which is odd because uh, they should have a home away and a third Jersey. The reason why they played with their home Jersey is they have the season is now two weeks. It's already two weeks into the season and they have yet to announce their away Jersey or their third Jersey for the season. So they've only announced and put on sale their home Jersey. (laughs) So they have to wear their home Jersey at all matches because they haven't announced the away one yet. Two weeks into the season. Yeah. You would seem like that would be somebody's on, on somebody's performance review for their annual goals. Release jerseys on time. Hey, hey, you know, we need the jerseys before the games, right? Before. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming the answer to all of your questions in this case is money. Probably. They, they don't want to print up all the away. Well, it could be Nazis. Yes, right? although because it was Chelsea, the guy wasn't a Nazi. He was an oligarch. Oh. He's he's moved on now. Now now it's a good American who owns the Dodgers, so it's all fine. My assumption is is that whoever Nike or whoever doesn't want to print up all the jerseys until they sign the sponsorship deals, so they're just holding off on doing any of that. Funny story, by the way, they have a sponsorship deal, but the rumor is that the EPL is going to cancel it because according to according to Financial Fair Play in 
English football and European football, owners of clubs, the club has to, can only lose so much money over the course of three years. And the owner can't just continue to write checks. Like the club has to pay for itself. Some clubs have done better at that than others. Man City actually was accused and found guilty and then not found guilty and is still under a cloud because supposedly their owners sort of had other companies they own put sponsorship deals to the club, which is a way of the owner taking money and putting it in one, you know, anyway, sort of money laundering. Anyway, the owner of the of Chelsea is uh, owns the Dodgers. He also owns a venture capital fund <laughs> and he invests in lots of other companies. And supposedly the company that Chelsea has signed to be their shirt sponsor was registered as an actual company three mo- three weeks ago. And according to all of its books, it is owned by two of the companies that are owned by the venture fund that the owner owns. <laughs> like not, not only is this looking like He's just trying to send money. Like he he created a shell corporation. <laughs> I think what's I think what the uh, the English football team or the English FA is really upset is first of all you're trying to do it, but second of all you're not even hiding what you're doing. I mean, basically, the name of the company could be a shell corp. That could actually that's just right on the front of the, a shell corp. <laughs> a shell corp. Sure, <laughs> yeah. why not? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. proudly, proudly laundering money since August 1st of 2023. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They don't have any jerseys. Money laundering is the only <laughs> laundering that's going on right now. <laughs> Good point. There you go. I, there you go. Yeah. Also sticking with football, uh, we'll talk a little later about Women's World Cup. Uh, one other piece of uh, feedback came out. The the head of FIFA, uh, the head of, yeah, the head of FIFA who showed up uh, and then left the country for a week. And did all sorts of other stupid stuff, and including at the right before the final, telling women that they needed to pick the right fights and they needed to start breaking down doors. And the men in FIFA were willing to listen; they just needed to come and tell them what they wanted. Anyway, he apparently also asked multiple states within um, Australia to provide him with a police escort to and from all the matches that he attended. Oh, yeah, this is normally reserved for heads of state, but FIFA requested that he receive um, basically a full motorcade treatment with escorts and shutting down roads for him to get to and from games. I, the guy, the guy is over a large money enterprise around soccer. And uh, he apparently thinks that FIFA is the um, what? 213th member of the UN. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm I'm glad that's wrapped up because I don't I don't want to hear about this guy anymore. So, anyway, there you go. There's there's all the follow up in the in uh, world football. Cool. <laughs> that awkward silence will be removed by the editing software. <laughs> all right. Okay. So wait, I see. Next up, we're gonna go to Todd's Tech Corner, presented by Taylor Center for Technology Policy for all your technology policy needs. But interestingly enough, I don't have a topic in there. You have one. Uh, I was on the road this week. This this also, well, I, I was on the road this week supporting a trade show. We had a regular, we had a regular booth, and then we had ten small interview booths where we were conducting interviews for work. Right, and. We showed up and they were supposed to be providing electricity in every one of those booths so that my uh, hiring managers could plug in their laptops and conduct their interviews, right? Makes sense. Right? Supposed to be complimentary, supposed to be there. Yeah, we showed up and it was not. It was purchase on demand. Okay, fine. So I dropped whatever amount of money I dropped to put electricity in the booths times 10. Great. Fantastic. Did it first thing in the morning. They'll be right over. Dropped them down. No problem. About 2.30, I go back over after after the activities in the booth are dying down a little bit. I walk back down to the other side of the exhibit hall to check on my interview booths. 
Electricity all showed up. Yep. You're good. Internet's going good. Yep. Fantastic. Yes, except we didn't get power in the booth that we're in, in the, what was the registration area, kind of the check-in area. We didn't get power here. Really? Looks like there's a cord there. Yeah, but it doesn't have anything to plug into. Okay. Well, you've been going all day without this? Yeah, we just figured it out. We're okay. Do you know how much money I paid to have power in this booth? And you're telling me you don't have power in this booth. So I march over to the Freeman desk and I ask them if they can send somebody to fix the power in the booth that I paid for. Absolutely. We'll send Freddie right down. Great. I get called away to go do something else. 20 minutes later, I walk back over to the, to the booth to check on our check-in power. And she says, you're not going to believe this. I said, why? What's that? Oh, we had power in the booth all along. The uh, the outlets were just turned so that they were facing the floor. I needed to pick the block up and turn it <laughs> over. At which point I went back and apologized profusely to the Freeman booth lady. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my people are idiots. This probably could have gone under idiot of the week. As I'm now thinking about this story. Just, I'm sorry. I mean, technology is hard. Tec it is. I just, I mean, it's technology is is difficult, right? Oh, it's hard. Hey, we don't have we don't have the holes. What the holes? You know, the electrical the hole the the. the you mean these? Pick it up, turn it over. <gasps> Are you a master electrician? Now, I will say this though. I'm just because we talked about this before. I would cut your people in the booth some slack. Because there are states in which picking up the power brick and turning it over is a union job. That's not wrong. And, and you better not touch that. <laughs> because, because it's a crew of three that has to come and do it. They got to put cones around it. <laughs> because when I'm in Jersey, I can assemble my own equipment as long as I'm not using power tools. And I can plug in the lights to test them. And then I have to unplug them and wait for the electrician to come and actually plug them in for the show. <laughs> True story. <laughs> True story. So back to the lady in the booth, she said, how many times are you going to tell that story about me being an idiot? I said, probably just one, but I'm going to tell it on my pod this week. <laughs> you have a podcast? Yes, but you can't find it. So that's what I had for Tech Corner. The Tech Corner, that's, that's people that were really non-techie, that really could have used some technology policy, I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, the Educated Idiots name-dropped the Taylor Center for Technology Policy on their podcast this week. Oh, didn't they? They did, except, except Doug called it the Taylor Center for Farm Technology. I don't know what it is. That joke's for Dwayne anyway. He's the only one that'll get it. <laughs> Taylor Center for Farm Technology. Okay. So like robo cows. Okay, hold on. No, I don't want to I don't want to go down that road. I don't want to go okay. down. Nope. This no? no. No, okay. No, but I'm thinking when Jesse listens to this, he's gonna laugh, go, <laughs> I bet you I could get some I bet you I could get some grants for farm technology. For, hell yeah. Actually, actually, you know, that's not a you know, that, that's not bad. <laughs> that, that's not bad. <laughs> oh, uh, is, is it, is it my favorite time of week? It is. Oh, great. That's right. That sound means it's time for America's favorite game. Dwayne, guess a number. <sighs> okay, hit me. All right. Instead of using something from the athletic, because I've learned my lesson multiple times. <clears throat> this I don't think so. <laughs> well, this one is on a this is on a theme that we also cover. This okay. is about this is about travel. This story comes from Slate from July twenty eighth. And it talks about 
The rental car industry is shifting gears. Your Kia Sorento beckons, but first you'll have to try a controversial new innovation. It talks about why does it suck to rent a car, but it also talks about why does it suck to own, to operate a rental car company. And there's lots of problems with it, including it points out they, generally speaking, because their demand is based off of airports, uh, a lot of it's based at airports, they don't control the flights in. So you have five flights. Let's say they're you know supposed to be one plane per hour. If they're all delayed, you could get five planes worth of people at once, and then all hell breaks loose. However, it also talked about an interesting thing that I had never considered. Again, I don't know if this is accurate. This is Slate, July 28th of this year, 2023. However, they state that the rental, I'd never thought about this. You know how airlines oversell because they have some no-shows and they just hope that people don't show up. And then if if they oversell, then they got to ask for volunteers and eventually, you know, involuntarily bump people. Yeah. Dwayne, according to Slate, what do you think that the no-show rate is for rental car companies? Mm. As in a percentage. In a percentage. Okay. Percentage of percentage no of people that book reservations that are then classified as no shows. On average. Okay. Indus- industry wide. 30%. God damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Get it's 30% or more. <laughs> this game's no fun when you get it. Did you read this article? <laughs> No, I didn't, but I'm a hospitality professional. I I believe you do a bell. I do. I was so caught up with getting the number right because I never get the number right. I no 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 no. I never get the number right if I don't already read the articles from the Athletic. Going back to the Athletic now. So <laughs> yes, apparently the rental car company. A rental car company, the average is a no-show rate of, quote, 30% or more, Uh (laughs) which then points out, so if you estimate a 23% of the customers aren't going to uh, no-show and only 18% of them don't show, then you're suddenly in a bind. Yes. It points out when you rent a car, the car car company doesn't actually assign you a car at that point. They just go, yeah, okay, we took the reservation. It's somebody else's problem. Thanks, Jerry. As, so you can take the reservation. Anybody as, can take yeah. the reservation. Yeah. A, as was shown in the car rental documentary <laughs> starring Jerry Seinfeld. Apparently, while we thought that that was funny, that's actually the way the business works. Uh-huh. Yeah. It also, by the way, points out that unlike other industries, one of the reasons why they have such a high no-show rate is, generally speaking, they don't charge your card at all until you show up. So it's easier to walk away, yes. which also then leads, the problem, of course, is this article points out, the problem leads to, if you know that there might not be a car, what the way that you then, you know the behavior of the car company. So if you know that you absolutely need a car, what you need to do is you need to book at two or three car rental places at the same airport. Then you show up. <laughs> And then, which might be making the problem worse. <laughs> anyway, well, this this week wasn't fun. I mean, congratulations. Sorry, sorry. I mean, I meant congratulations. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. Thank you. <laughs> I get questions about how fast the butter cows set up, and and I'm throwing <laughs> rental car. How much does it how much does it cost to turn over a power outlet in a convention hall <laughs> south of the Mason Dixon anyway? Eleven hundred and seventy-five dollars mm. is the answer to that question. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. My my idiot of the week this week, my yes. uh, Scott Frost Memorial Idiot of the Week. Yes. I don't know if you saw this story or not. James Woods and Elon Musk got into it on Twitter. Again, I refuse to call it the other name. Once again, based off of what James Wood uses Twitter for in the past couple of years, this is an argument that that, that there are no there's no good guys in this story. I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be real clear. There's You're no right. good guys in this story. Nope. <laughs> but Elon 
got into a Twitter spat with James Woods. Yes. Over Musk's Musk's decision to remove the block button. Because Elon thinks that you shouldn't have the ability to block people on his service. Right. Because, quote, negative feedback is good. Right. Yes. So do you know what Elon did? Well, James Woods gave him gave him grief and said this is a stupid move and gave him negative feedback. So what did right. Elon do when he got that negative feedback? About- uh, he blocked, he blocked oh. James Woods. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like arguing with a toddler. <laughs> yep. <sighs> <sighs> Under the headline, isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? Okay. That's what I got. What do you got? They're both idiots. For the record, they're both idiots. <laughs> yes. So we talked two episodes ago in Tech Corner about how the EU has gone from mandating USB-C chargers and electronics to now saying replaceable batteries and telling tech companies how to design products. Last week. Last week. Okay. Yes. It's uh, Sandy's Enigma machine. Yes. 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 Good title, by the way. I'm just going to say this. Last week was a good show. I mean, I don't normally say that, but on listening back, I just went, this was a good show. And what also struck me was we were entertained when we recorded it. I was entertained when I listened back. That's really all we're after. Is, is we like, hope, toddlers, we hope we do hope you were entertained, but yes, it's more no, no, important we really that do. we were entertained. Yeah. But I mean, that was just, that was just a fun show anyway. Yeah, man. Had fun. When you listen to the show that you recorded and you're still entertained by it, like that actually says something. Anyway, okay, moving on. You're so, a narcissist. <laughs> these guys, this might be the greatest podcast ever recorded. <laughs> Who are these guys? They're fantastic. You know Tell what? Them. That episode. You know what? That episode was perfect. It was, <laughs> it was a perfect, it was a perfect episode. podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay back to sorry idiots. i gotta go make two hundred thousand dollars in bail right now <laughs> hold on what oh okay so the uk has now looked at the eu telling tech companies what to do and has said hold my pint because have they got a much better thing that they're going to do they're very worried by the way about terrorism and child pornography as is all as all governments are, which then you mean as, as soon as you start going after child pornography and terrorism, uh, you know that something bad is coming for technology. They have now rewritten some rules for anybody that provides messaging services and general technology. So for the messaging services, they they want to, if you have end-to-end encryption, so that the government can't read the messages. Again, for very good reasons, they're demanding that companies put in backdoors into the end-to-end encryption that can be turned on and off when the government asks. And they're not allowed to tell uh, people whose accounts have been decrypted. Now, I'm just going to throw this out real quick. You can't have backdoors in end-to-end encryption. Like, it's mathematically impossible. You either have encryption or you put in backdoor. You can't, you, you, this isn't, this isn't just like, oh, the nerds don't want to do it. The nerds can't do it because you can't do it because of math. Anyway, fine. Taking that a step higher though, by the way, if the government can secretly turn off your encryption, you don't have encryption and nobody will use the service at that point. But, oh, and here's the cute thing about that. Their, their UK law also says that this applies extraterritorially. What does that mean? That means that this law applies to companies and people outside of the United Kingdom. (laughs) So the United Kingdom can tell a company based in the United States to turn off end-to-end encryption of a person inside the United States (laughs) because the UK wants to see what they're messaging. Uh, which is kind of not legal. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it doesn't work like that. Yeah, well, it does in the UK. Oh. It gets worse, however. 
Also, they have said that any major um, feature updates to messaging applications or any security update to operating systems must be submitted to the UK's office. I'm trying, I think it's the Home Secretary for review and approval before those software updates or new features can be released and any bug fixes, any bug fixes in an operating system must be sent to the UK's home office for review to see, and this is the funny part, if the UK government knows that there is a flaw in an operating system that is allowing people to hack into operating systems and they're using that to monitor people, if Apple said, oh, hey, crap, we found a bug in the system. The UK is demanding the ability to tell Apple, oh, no, no, we're using that back door to get into your system and you are not allowed to patch that hole extraterritorially. Worldwide, <laughs> Apple, Samsung, Google, they all have to submit all features and bug fixes to the United to the UK government and the UK government can say you can't release that worldwide they send that to the office of go <laughs> yourself <laughs> mate mate uh, yes <laughs> at some point and this is like this is not being debated this is new rules that have been issued like this is the ship has already basically sailed on this you know how we last week we talked about flip phones yeah. And how quaint they were. Yes. At the rate that the UK government is going, the UK the UK has about 55 million people. Okay. The United States is about 330 million people. Europe, the EU is about 300 million people. China and India are both about a billion people. The, the UK is about 55 million people. What I will tell you is if the, if the UK says to all the tech companies, you can't fix holes in your software unless you divulge them for us first and we get to decide what you get to fix. The easiest thing for all of the technology companies to go is, see ya. <laughs> and suddenly the UK has nothing but flip phones. <laughs> anyway, and, there you and, go. And not even the good flip phones that we talked about last week. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, because you don't, get, you don't get predictive texting. You don't get, you don't get. No. Yeah. And they're not part of the EU anymore. So all of those phones that come in are going to be slapped with like a 40% tariff anyway. Right. Sweet Lord. We're, uh, we're going to England later this year. And uh, I'm thinking uh, I should take lots of pictures because it's entirely possible that my phone won't be allowed in starting some point next year. Take your camera. Oh, yeah. I've got one of those, don't I? I got a couple of those. You got a couple of those. You can oh. use a good camera. Hmm? Uh, you know what? That has an operating system. Uh-oh. <laughs> that probably has. But those can, Sony you call, can you call someone on it? No, Is but it... Those, Sony, those Sony cameras probably have a more a more complex operating system. I know they have a much more complex menuing system than any of those flip phones. Anyway, so the idiot is the UK government because they think that they're going to push everybody around. Again, they don't they don't want to do this. It's just for really bad stuff. For anyway, the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. All right. Hey, good. Look at that. We're ready for travel stories. I'm sure this will be a pick me up. Uh got on a Delta plane. And uh, I suppose this could have been a follow up, but it wasn't. This was a CRJ 900 and on the safety information, it's a CRJ 900 parentheses nine E. Yeah. I think the right fielder fumbled the plane before that's E nine, not nine oh. E. Oh, okay. It was close to being a funny joke, but you missed it, <laughs> which means I'm going to have to, be, I'm going to have to give you an error on that. Uh, wait, I, get, I pick up an error on the joke. Oh no. And you know what? And you know what that means? The way uh -oh. that we denote it is that's E2. Thanks, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done one of those in several weeks. No, You're no, no I, was holding, I was holding off. Like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna way, way, but that one I felt I felt good about. 
I'm probably going to be told I didn't feel good about it, but but I kind of did. I felt good. That yeah. was good. Yep. The other thing that we did for an activation in the booth, you talked about you talked about soccer jerseys. Yes. And you talked about Women's World Cup. Yes. Our our guest on Tuesday morning in our booth was Deanna Ordonez, who plays for the Mexican women's national soccer team. Mm, look at that. And so she signed autographs for two hours. And I was I was her right hand man in the booth, helping move people through the line and handing off shirts. And uh, we, our staff was great. Our, our team jumped into action moved people through the line, you know, spent time talking to people. And we took 400 pictures in two hours of people that wanted to meet Deanna. Really, really, really nice lady. Well, I look forward to watching her play on TV because she's uh, she scored five goals last year. Hasn't scored any yet this year, but um, really, really super forward, taller than I am. We talked, we talked about, she, she had to skip training to come and do this, right? So she was skipping training. Practice? We're talking practice? Anyway, sorry. Exactly, never, right? Okay, yep. Yes. And, you know, we're like an hour and a half into this. I'm like, would you rather be training right now? Because <laughs> you look kind of tired. It's a different kind of tired. I'm like, yes, it's a different kind of tired. Yep, I get it but she uh she was born in california grew up in california went to the university of virginia but her mother uh is of mexican heritage so she's playing for the mexican national team when she's not playing for the houston insert name of houston team here i don't know the houston dash when she's not playing for the houston dash anyway Mm. But I met a famous, a actual fame, not TikTok famous. I met a, fa- a, a <laughs> famous person this week. That was my other travel story, which was a lot of fun. So now I'm name dropping Houston Dash soccer players, I guess, this week. No, nobody asked her, do you know Messi? Did, did, did anybody do that? No. <laughs> Can you get me a ticket? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just, just check it. What are you watching? Um, okay, so in the last week, speaking of the Women's World Cup, the Women's World Cup final was on Sunday. It kicked off at, because it was in it was in Sydney. Uh, it kicked off at 4 a.m. here in the undisclosed location. Oof. So an alarm went off at 4 a.m. and and the match went on because it was Spain versus England, the Lionesses, and. We both watched the first half and then, and then Lisa decided I'm just going to take a little nap through halftime. And that was a little longer than halftime. That's fine. Anyway, Spain won. I think it was one nil. It was an exciting match. The first half was really exciting. Second half. Um, if you're, if you're rooting for the lionesses as we were, got less interesting as the time went away. Uh, I will say this the American referee and her crew were not good that there were multiple (sighs) replays kept showing the ball going off of the person who was awarded the throw. (laughs) Like it just, it wasn't good at all. However, that didn't decide the outcome of the game because it wasn't good for both teams. So at, at, at that point, you're just like, look, that wasn't good, but it didn't affect the outcome. Cause it, it, it did, anyway, so they were consistently bad. They Not were uneven. Side. They were consistently uneven. Oh, let me put well, it that way. Go. If that yes. makes sense. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've, <laughs> Dwayne's like, I've had Tuesday nights like that. Yes, I have. Sadly, <laughs> I don't like them. Yep. Those keep me awake. I do not like them, but they, they happen. Not yeah. every night is perfect. Yeah. By the way, I will recommend if you uh, want to wake up at 4 a.m. to watch soccer match, 
you really uh, what I what this is what I learned. It's not what I learned, but you, you really want your team to, to win because if the team that you're rooting for doesn't win, you've now gotten up at 4 a.m. and to watch your team lose. Not fun. Let's see. We finished Shrinking. I will say Shrinking is it's a good show. I mean, it's just it's a really good show uh, on Apple TV Plus. And we also on Apple TV Plus, we watched a movie, The Beanie Bubble. Uh, which tells the story of three women around Ty from the, the Beanie Baby Company. I am pretty sure that this was not this movie was not approved by Ty because it does not put him in a good light. Although according to pretty much every story I read, that's probably hard to do because I don't think you can I I don't think you can put him in a good light. And so this one highlights at least three different women who were involved in the story. And anyway, it's pretty entertaining. So there you go. I've I've seen it served up to me. I haven't watched that yet. It's it's an interesting. It's interesting. It's not the number one thing I would recommend. But on the other hand, after you get done with like watching a really long series and you need something as a palate cleanser. You know, it's two hours or whatever, and eh, it's an interesting story that you learn things. Now, I don't know if you learned the actual facts because it did say at the beginning, it said some of this is based on facts. We made the rest up. So who knows? How about you? What are you watching? Well, speaking of watching all of the episodes of a really long series, I just knocked out nine seasons of Suits over the last month. I guess I've kind of been, you know, kind of referring to this a little bit in what we're watching. I'm, yeah, I'm still watching Suits. I finished Suits this week. Seasons one through seven are very good. Seasons eight and nine are still good, but they're not. I didn't enjoy them as much as I did the first seven seasons. Are, is uh, seasons eight and nine, is that when... Uh... Is that when Aaron Sorkin was no longer the showrunner and they brought somebody else? Nope. Nope. Thinking of something else. Something else. No. No. Duchess. That's not what happened. Uh, Amy won't watch this show. She's She has zero interest in watching it, so I watched it all by myself. It. You know what? Ellie Law, Allie McBeal, Boston Legal, The Practice... Uh, I don't know, half a dozen different other lawyer shows, all of which I've enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed this one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then on on Saturday night, on Amy's birthday, happy birthday, sweetheart. On Amy's birthday, we went to the Iowa State Fair and watched the Chicks in concert at the State Fairgrounds. Excellent. Uh, about half of the songs they played were uh, their new stuff. Okay. And most of the crowd went, what the hell is this? Where, <laughs> when are they going to play Earl? <laughs> can they, can they play ready to run? Because they're, they're playing all this new stuff and I don't know what the heck this is. There's lots of, there's lots of talking going on while the chicks were performing their, their new stuff, except for they, they played Gaslighter, which, People I was actually going to ask I, yeah. that one. I I would like, yep. Ooh, well, that song has come on, on the iPod, on the, on the iPhone in the car a few times. And you listen to that and, and, and it's like, don't mess with them. <laughs> no, like, like, like that's sort of like Taylor Swift level of like, careful what you right. do because. Uh-huh. Th- you probably earned it, but it's coming for you. <laughs> uh, they they did play "Not Ready to Make Nice," mm. which is now several 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 years old. Yes, but uh, s- still played played that played a couple of things off their new album. But uh, they can still kick it out. Yep. So that was fun. It's hot. Oh my god, it was hot. <laughs> Oh, but it wouldn't be the state fair without that. That and that and the 
and just the wafting of cow manure smell, no matter where you go. Oh yeah. And cotton candy. That's the problem. It's the smell. It's the smell of manure and cotton candy. And it's not heavy. It just is everywhere. (laughs) Is that a corn dog? No, 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 (laughs) no. Uh, uh, the thing that I learned this week was, I guess, sort of a travel story too. Okay. The show closed at five o'clock on Wednesday and I wanted to go home on Wednesday night. Okay. But I wanted to fly Delta. Yes. The last Delta flight out of San Antonio was 619 PM. Okay. And the show closes at five o'clock. Okay. Now, luckily downtown is only normally 10 minutes away from the airport. Okay. That'll help. Okay. Right. Yep. But I've got to do some tearing down. I can't just walk out at five o'clock. I've got to make sure things are in order to get them boxed and ready so that our contractors can work their magic. Right. Including taking all the power outlets and turning them upside down so that nobody uses them. Exactly. Yes. They have to do all of that. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I walked out at 5.15 and I was at the airport at 5.35. Not bad. Yeah. And I have clear walked. There was no one in the clear line. I walked straight up. I walked straight through. I walked straight through TSA. Boom. I had time for a Whataburger. Okay. And then I had extra time for a Whataburger. Because my flight was delayed by 18 minutes. Okay, that's all right. Whatever. Until I remembered that I only had a 40-minute layover in Atlanta. Mm, yeah. And we didn't make... We, we were delayed by that long, and we were delayed longer than that. <laughs> when we landed in Atlanta... I take my phone off airplane mode, my watch kicks on, and my watch notifies me that my plane is already boarding over in Terminal C, and I'm in Terminal A. Okay. Oh, dear. Not ideal. Nope. But I... I, (laughs) What I learned is... So as I'm waiting to get off the damn plane because people are slow, Delta, the Delta app will give you directions and tell you how long it thinks it will take you to go from the gate you're at to the gate you need to be at. Did you know the Delta app does this? It will do that at some airports. It the does it in, yeah, it does yes. it in Atlanta where Delta is based. Yes. It was supposed to take me 16 minutes. Okay. I did it in nine and a half. <laughs> what I learned was I could have done it in 16 or 17 minutes because I wasn't the last one on the plane. (laughs) I'm OJ in my way through the airport, knocking down little old ladies to make sure that I don't miss my flight so that I can get home on Wednesday night and not get stuck in Atlanta. I could have taken my time. I could have, if I were in Dublin, I could have stopped and had a beer, a pint. I could, I, there was, what I learned, what I, what I learned was I, I, I did not have to be as ruthless as I was to get home. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, I, but you, but you didn't know that because it's entirely possible that you could have, you could have gotten there and the door was still open. And then the gate agent turns around and it's this pissed off woman who used to be in Tampa. And because somebody complained was pushed, was now transferred to Atlanta and said the door closes 10 minutes before. And you said it's nine minutes and 30 seconds and the door's still open. And she looks at you like dead in the eyes. She recognizes you, then reaches behind and slams the door shut (laughs) and says, enjoy your night in Atlanta, sir. You're right. I didn't know that. I did need to elbow the little old lady out of the way, just in case. Just in case. Yes. Better safe than sorry. That's right? what I always well, say. Well, not for her. For me, but no, not no, for no, you. No, 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 for you. For yeah. you. No, no. Yeah. It's it's a very it's a very me-centric approach. Yes. Yeah. I'm important. <laughs> How about you? What did you learn this week? 
obviously something the google machine youtube machine somebody pays attention to things that i you know the things that i like and i pay attention to because i got an ad apparently at the end beginning of september lego is uh, coming out with a new a new very large model it is of the concord and i was like "Ooh, ooh, that sounds interesting I should go look at that. Okay, it's like three and a half feet long. Like, like I'm not sure if it's a, if it's like one to one or whatever that is. It's a very big thing, and it, which it also has a very big price. It's like a, it's like two hundred dollar model of of the Concorde. Okay, that's interesting. And you know, two hundred dollar Lego sets. I mean, that's you know what Star Wars ones go for, and some of the NASA ones or whatever. But but then I saw it's like oh that's available on September 9th. Unless you're a member of the Lego VIP program. Then it's available on September 4th. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait. There's a Lego VIP program? How many miles do I have to fly to get into that? No, okay, sorry. That's different. No. <laughs> that's... Welcome welcome to Lego Diamond. Uh... <laughs> Are you sure it's not VIB? Very important brick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm looking at, I better get in here and I better find out how to join the VIP program. Does it cost? Does it not cost? Apparently it's it's free of charge. You get to register some stuff. The more you buy, the more you save. I don't know. But then what I found out was, as I'm reading this, the VIP program has, they've announced now that they're sunsetting the VIP program and it's turning into Lego Insider. So from the time that I read the thing until the time I went and looked at it, this is what I learned. Number one, Lego has a VIP program. Number two, Lego had a VIP program. Number three, <laughs> Lego has now renamed it to Lego Insider. Number three, you have to be a Lego Insider to get five days advance notice to for the opportunity to buy the $200 four foot long Concord model. And that, everybody, is what's bricking. <laughs> You know what? My niece took one of those little Legos and shoved it up her nose. And you know what she had? Do I want to know? She had Lego Insider. Jeez. (laughs) Music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast. You can even join our Podcast Insider program with visiting Scholar Todd friends. Wherever you get your pods, just search Talkin' and the number two. There's no G and there's no space. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler3187, the Taylor Center for Farm Technology Policy, and DJ to Go Cedar Valley, your five-star DJ in the world. As always, send us your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. We love your feedback. Todd? When you said that in your booth, you were told that you had to have power on demand and you immediately left the booth, I, what I saw, I thought I knew how that story was going to go. I thought immediately you were running across the street to the bank to go get rolls of quarters because when I heard power on demand, what I thought was that you'd have to sit there in the booth and drop quarters. Oh, I need another 30 minutes. Drop quarters. How many more interviews we got to do? Yeah. Here's your quarters. Like, Hey, don't, don't use them all in one place. Uh, turns out that's not what power on demand means. On the other hand, to be completely honest, that would be funny. Although given the amount of money that it costs, you have to, you'd have to come with a wheelbarrow full of quarters. It's okay. I work for a bank. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good point. I hadn't thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sure we'll have stuff to clean up next week. Join us again. We'll be here. We're talking to Todd.
by the way, when when there are buildings in speaking of the UK and power on demand, bringing it all together now, there are still places that are like this. But when Lisa lived in the UK, she lived in a in at least one place. This is not uncommon. In order to get heat, there was a money box on the wall, and you had to put coins in in order to turn on the heat in your flat. So they always had to have a stack of coins next to the box because it was literally heat on demand. And, oh, well, Billy at the end of the month. No, 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 no. You, you, you want, you want 50 pence worth of heat? Drop, drop, drop the quarter. So yeah. Uh, so, so it's not that far off. Didn't we- <laughs> Didn't we talk last week about rooms that you rent by the hour? Is this heat that you rent by the hour? <laughs> it is. It yeah. Crap. Oh, you know what? Yeah. <sighs> we better not release any of this because there's there's got to be at least three tech bros going. I could turn that into an app. <laughs> <laughs> I can control your thermostat. Hook it up to Apple Pay. <laughs> oh Do, damn! Will you take? Will you take a picture of a monkey for heat? Yes, but you get less heat next month than you got this <laughs> month than you paid for. <laughs> <Jesus>. <sighs>